Hi everyone, welcome back to the Understand the Bible podcast. Today we're continuing our series on Galatians. We've got a sermon on uh, Galatians chapter 4 verses 8 to 20 and you might like to have your Bible app or a Bible open so you can have a read of it uh, and be looking at it as you go through if you're able to. Just to let you know once again that there is more content available on the uh, Understand the Bible YouTube channel and something you might be interested in is I've started a live stream course on a Thursday afternoon or available to catch up afterwards and that will be an opportunity to do one of the Understand the Bible courses starting with what is Christianity but with the opportunity for you to ask questions or um, to, to interact really so do have a little look at that and maybe if you know anyone who'd be interested in doing that do forward it on and recommend it to them thanks so much everyone do enjoy and I hope to see you again soon God bless you're known by God 
He's the one who took that first step. So now you're known by God. How is it that you're turning back again to those weak and miserable forces? And whether he's, whatever exactly he's talking about there, um, talking about idolatry, talking about demons perhaps, um, talking about the law. He says, do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? He says, you're even observing the special days and months and seasons and years. And that, in, in pagan um, cultures, they had um, festivals of the sun and, um, and the moon, and they would worship natural things. So they would have a time when they worship the sun, maybe in the, like, in, you know, in Stonehenge, when Stonehenge is one day a year, when, is it the, the um, sun sun, 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 sun. Yes, when they, um, when the, the sun just comes through the right time, and that would have been connected with worship in those days, and that's the kind of thing that Paul is talking about here. It just shows that they're, uh, that they're just going back, they're taking a step backwards. They found freedom in Christ, but they've taken a step back. And he says, I fear for you that somehow I've wasted my efforts on you. It's like saying, well, I, um, I might as well not have bothered. You know, what was the point of me doing all of that? And then here, from the rest of this passage, he goes on and he talks and he thinks back to when he first came to them and how things were like back then. So he says, I plead with you, brothers and sisters, become like me, for I became like, uh, I became like you. I think what he's saying is to you know, have that freedom in Christ like I do, because I came to you and lived as, as one of you. I came to you and preached the gospel to you in your, in your community. Um, and he says, it's actually because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. Um, and it, it was even a trial to them, he says. Um, I don't, he doesn't say what the illness was. He mentions a bit later on that um, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. So I wonder if it was something to do with his, his eyes. Do you remember when he was converted on the Damascus Road, it was the eyes and he couldn't see before. And what, perhaps that actually damaged his eyes. And maybe that was something that caused him problems um, through, through his, uh, you know, the rest of his life, perhaps. I don't know, just a guess. Um, but it, it was a trial to them. But he says, even then, even though he didn't look like a very impressive person, even though perhaps he was blind or had difficulty seeing, even though it was a burden, they didn't treat him like that. And they treated him not with contempt or scorn, but they welcomed him as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ Jesus himself, because he was preaching the message of Jesus Christ. And so they welcomed him as if he were an angel or as if they were Jesus. And, um, and they said he, he, they blessed him, where they were blessing him now. Um, they would have even given him their eyes. It's that love. They responded to, to his love with their own love. And he says, Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? And that's a real, that's a real sting, isn't it? Have I become an enemy by telling you the truth? Because telling the truth isn't always easy, is it? Unfortunately. And you know that with a, with a friend or, or someone that you know well, sometimes you need to say things which they don't want to hear. But the thing is, 
that we have to do it out of love, don't we? Uh, and this is what it says in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 6, which says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. So when we speak the truth, sometimes it will hurt. But what Proverbs says is that trust the people who are prepared to do that, to say things which might be hard and which might be hurtful, uh, rather than someone who only flatters all the time. Because the person who flatters all the time does not have your best interests at heart. And that was the case with Paul. The, the, the Galatian church, they, they it like Paul said, well, have I, um, telling the truth, I, I need to tell you difficult truths, but is that, does that make me an enemy now? Whereas actually he should have been the one to be trusted. And he says, those people, so you, you know all the way through, we've been thinking about this group of people who are trying to take them back to Jewish ways of doing things. And he says, those people are zealous to win you over, but for no good. Uh, what they want is to alienate you from us so that you may have zeal for them. So they wanted to divide. They wanted to draw out the Galatians away from Paul and instead win them over to, to themselves. Um, and he says, my dear children, this is verse 19, for whom I'm in, in the pains of childbirth, again in the pains of childbirth, till Christ is formed in you. How I wish I could be with you now and change my tone because I'm perplexed about you. And you see there, I think, something of Paul's heart for the Galatian church, something of his love uh, for them. Because that, that anguish that he has for them, that they, they seem to be turning away from the gospel message. That's a real pain, that's a real grief to him. And he shows his love by, by saying that. And actually, that, that language of childbirth is like the language that Jesus uses, John chapter three, verse three, where Jesus speaks to Nicodemus and he says, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And when Paul says, I'm in the pains of childbirth for you, I think that's what he means that they're being born again in the kingdom of God. So what do we learn from this, uh, from this passage? I think one thing, uh, the first thing is that, that false teachers, the people who are trying to divide them, it teaches us something about how they operate. They operate by flattery. That's one thing that they do, that they, they don't ever tell hard truths they just tell you, oh, you're a pretty good person, really. All you need to do to get all the blessings that God gives is just follow this simple set of rules, which perhaps has been written down in my book, which I'm trying to say you, or, or, or something like that. But, you know, the, 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 it is about, um, it's about flattery. It is about um, trying to say to people, well, you're good enough already. All you need to do is just, just say, you know, just try a little bit harder and you'll be good with God. That's one thing. And that they're also, they were zealous for the, for the Galatian church, but they're zealous for their own reputation and to win people to their empire. 
You think of the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, for example. Um, now, the Jehovah's Witnesses, you could say, are pretty zealous, as are the Mormons, in fact. They are pretty zealous people that if you meet one, they'll engage you in conversation and they'll try to persuade you. But if you say to them, oh, I'm, I'm actually a Christian, I go up to St. John's Church or St. Mark's Church, will they leave you? No, they, no, because they, they're not interested in you just knowing Jesus. They want you to join their brand. And I think that's a worrying sign, isn't it? When we're not happy with people going to, to any Christian church, we want them to come to, to us. And I think that's a sign with them that they are, sadly, um, it is false teaching. Whereas Paul, he's different. By contrast, his focus was on on um, sin and, and the need that we have of Jesus. And that's the whole message of Galatians, isn't it? That's the whole message of grace, that you, you can't just try a bit harder. That we need Jesus. And, and Paul says, if you could be justified by the works of the law, then Christ died for nothing. We saw that a few weeks ago. That's what Paul says. And Paul is zealous. He is zealous for them. But his zeal is for them to know Christ and to grow in him. And Paul has that genuine love and affection for them. He's not doing it because he wants to win people to, you know, um, Apostle Paul Ministries Limited. He's not wanting to build his own brand. He wants to build God's kingdom, to build Jesus' kingdom. And he wants them to, to know and grow in Jesus, not to grow in Paul. So that's the contrast between the false teachers and Paul. So we need to watch out uh, for false teachers. Remember that they don't speak the truth, but they flatter, and they're more concerned with building their own following. So we need to be careful in who, who we, uh, we listen to. And I hope that um, here at St. John's and St. Mark's, and I, I know that very much Mark would say this, and I know Guy would have said this as well, and, and T, of course, um, which is that, you know, we're, we're not standing here above the Bible. You know, that if we say things which are wrong, which are not from the Bible, then it's not, you know, um, please say something. And, uh, and, you know, you don't have to believe anything which is not proved from the Bible. That's the, that's the thing. I'm not here just trying to build my own little empire. Um, but we are trying to, to grow in Jesus Christ. Um, the other thing that we should do is to follow Paul's example in speaking the truth in love to one another. And I've been thinking about this a lot over the last couple of years. But Ephesians 4.15, speaking the truth in love. And that involves two things, doesn't it? It, it? it involves speaking the truth and it involves loving. And I think what Paul means is out of love for one another, we need to say hard truths sometimes. And that doesn't mean that we need to be cruel, uh, but it, it means that we need to, when you love people, sometimes you need to say things which are, which may, they may not want to hear, but we still need to say them. And Paul is our example, isn't he? Like we've already had the example in Galatians of when he challenged, um, he challenged Cephas, he challenged Peter because he wasn't living in line with the truth of the gospel. So we need to, to speak the truth to each other, but we need to do it out of love for each other. And I think people can, can tell. 
You know, when you say something, when you say, well, because I love you, I don't want to let you continue down that path, or not, not without warning you of the path that you're on, then people can tell that. And the children can tell that. You know, that there's a, um, you can always tell children who are um, secure because they've got boundaries, and because they've got parents who set rules for them, who care for them. And children who don't have that actually are, are not secure. And so I think we can tell when people love us and they're pointing something out out of love rather than just because they're out of spite or because they just want to have a dick. We mustn't do that, but speak the truth in love. So let's, uh, let's take a moment to pray then as we come to a close and ask for God's help in, uh, in putting these things into practice. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would help us as a church, as a people, as Christians to, um, to be discerning about who we listen to, to recognise false teaching and false teachers, um, and also, Lord, to, uh, to speak the truth in love to one another, and to, uh, as Paul did, uh, to put that into practice in our church and in our lives, in our families and wherever that may be, to love each other and to want to speak the truth to one another as we grow in Christ. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.